Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of TCK's Family League Podcast. I'm Sebastian Nolan, with me as always, Polly Cristel and Elliot Midlock. We're going to look at match day 5 here, um, cherry picking a little bit which games we're going to highlight, and then we'll give our score predictions on all the games. Um, as usual, I'm way behind, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. So Another, look at that, Seb's learning how to plug! Yeah, so... Uh, match day five starts off tomorrow, Friday. A big game between Chelsea and Liverpool. None of them were in European Cup competitions this week, so they can move the game to a Friday and get all the exposure they want. So uh, Chelsea, they sit currently in second place. Uh, three wins and one draw. They're coming off a 2-2 draw against Swansea. Diego Costa scoring both goals in that one. And... Um, we all know that Costa has a temper. We sometimes call him the dirtiest player in the league, which I think he deserves. But so Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, exactly. But Jurgen Klopp has come out and said that Liverpool won't go in with the game plan of trying to get Costa off his game and antagonize him. Is that just lip service? Or is that actual fact? I think that's actual fact. I mean, I... I First of all, I think that, you know, that's that's kind of like saying we're not going to try to antagonize the piranhas in the river. But, I mean, he he is a powder keg all on his own, and it, you don't have to be searching for Flint in order to light the sparks that set him off. But I also, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this show. Like, I have a lot of respect for Jurgen Klopp. Um, I mean, I still think his Liverpool are, so far this season, one of the most unpredictable teams in terms of are they going to show up and be phenomenal or are they going to fall totally flat but nonetheless i mean for the man himself i i don't think that that's kind of his tactic now do i think that jose Mourinho would do such a thing as that oh yeah absolutely or at least he would talk about how he would be willing to do that in you know his own style of gamesmanship which you know is not not necessarily a poor managerial tactic. I think it's kind of a dodgy one from an ethical point of view, but uh, I don't think I don't think that Jurgen Klopp is going to tell his Liverpool players to go out there and try and make Diego Costa do something stupid. That doesn't mean Diego Costa won't do something stupid of his own accord. It's 100% not lip service. It's I would I would I believe Jurgen Klopp when he's saying that simply because Martin Skirtle does not play for Liverpool anymore. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to have to deal with a defender who's trying to get Costa off of his game the entire time. Having said all that, um, they still have defenders. They have a goalkeeper. Uh, eventually, those defenders are going to pass the ball back to their goalkeeper or pass it around the back, in which case Diego Costa is more than likely to you know, go off on someone or you know, when he's tracking back into the midfield, do something dumb. The question is which Liverpool shows up for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, too, I really hope they don't continue playing Lucas as a center back. Uh, I do, because I don't like Liverpool. <laughs> so, do that all you want. Play Lucas as a center back, play James Milner as uh, as That's your left back, back yeah. because just do, do something where your lack of pace and lack of ability to defend and lack of skill, do anything that can be um, exposed. Anything like that. Now, 
ultimately, I think they will show up for this game because I'm looking at their schedule right now. And I guess you can make the argument that they play up or down to their opponents. They destroyed Arsenal. They lost to Burnley. They had one of their best games of the season against Tottenham out of, you know, four games. Mm -hmm. And they destroyed Leicester. So I guess a a trip to Stamford Bridge would wake the sleeping giant. Having said that, they really haven't put together back-to-back games over a two-week period. Um, in in a, they haven't done that yet. You know, back-to-back games without an international break in the way, which is something that we said pretty much all the time last year. I feel like last year, once Jurgen Klopp took over, we were always saying. Uh, you know, oh, Liverpool looked so good this week, and then they went, and then their next game, they did not look good. And then they looked amazing again. So that this will be a big-time judgment week for them. Yeah, inconsistency was definitely the problem, and it's been so this season as well. Um, Chelsea, though, I mean, Diego Costa, is he back? Like, the real Diego Costa? The one we saw two seasons ago? Well... <sighs> Uh, yeah, he left last season because they didn't like Mourinho, but um, he's still scoring. He's, yeah. yeah, he's being like a big bag of douche on the way, but <laughs> he's still scoring like pretty much every week. A big bag of douche. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's definitely someone that you have to reckon with, and right now he's kind of he's kind of being that antagonizer. Like in the NHL, you have those guys that that people call them thugs and. And whatever, because they get under their opponent's skin, but like they're not really fighters. I was you know, say, they'll fight. usually they're not very good. No, no, no. I'm not talking about like the the fourth line enforcer who plays three minutes a game and mm. gets into one fight, like who serves no purpose on the team practically. But like the guys that are like like Scott Hartnell and when Sean Avery used to play, those kind of guys, the, the guys that you hated to play against because they would get into their opponent's heads. Everybody said, "Oh, they're bush league. They're at. They're a holes." They're this, they're that, but like when push comes to shove, the guy still scored sixty points a season. Like they could still play. He's kind of like that, and it's it's unnecessary for him. You just wish, like, why don't you just go out there and concentrate on scoring two goals a game because you're good enough to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, his, I mean, his personality is frustrating based on the you know depth of his talent, which is profound. But I mean, you know, like last year he scored what like twelve goals, and this year he's already got four. So you know, I mean, he he does seem to certainly be on form, but you know, the other form, as we've been talking about, you have to worry about is you know what kind of form is his temper in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did get a three-game suspension last year after stepping on Emre Khan in a League Cup game against uh, Liverpool. So there's de- definitely some animosity between these two sides, and we saw a pretty feisty, friendly game between them in California as well during the preseason. That, why was he on the field in a League Cup game? Semifinals. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 So I think this is going to be a really good game, and I think it it's deservedly on that Friday night slot. I know. Some... I mean, anytime they could get a chance to put these two teams on after they didn't get a midweek game, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, we'll get to our scoring predictions later on, as we said at the top of the game. Uh, or top of the show. Manchester City, they've enjoyed a perfect start to the season. They top the table, and they're coming off a strong 4 nothing victory over Borussia Mönchengladbach in the Champions League here yesterday. Sergio Aguero on fire. 
And uh, Pauly, I know you flagged for him before the season even started. And as long as he's healthy, he is absolutely lethal. I actually revised my prediction yesterday when I was talking to my friends. I don't remember how many goals I said he would score. I do remember saying he would lead the league in goals. I think you said Uh, 30. I, I, yeah, I, and then I think yesterday I said to my friends, 45 in all competitions is looking really realistic. Yeah. Well, again, with the, if, with the caveat of if he stays healthy. I don't even know, because like right now he's suspended for three for three games in the league, and that's not going to slow him down. Yeah. No, that's true. Like, that's, that's what I said. He will get – Seb said he's going to get injured. I said, I agree with you. He's going to get injured. But I think when he's playing, he's – He's going to keep scoring at, at such a – I mean, City are, cre- City are creating goals for their strike. Think about who Pep's central striker has been his entire, you know, his entire managerial career. Messi, who, you know, he used to score 50 goals a year. Lewandowski, he would score God only knows how many goals a year. And now it's going to be Aguero, and when Aguero's not even in there, they, they plug – Nacho in and he scores mm-hmm. he came on as a substitute yesterday and scored and when if you uh if you add in the goals that he scored in the champions league playoff which do count in his total somehow uh i guess because they are you know competitive games that teams take relatively seriously because they do need to get into the champions league he's got six goals in the champions league already yep yeah, nine, the guy's what got is nine, it? nine. Nine goals in five games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 45 may not be enough. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's already praising Guardiola and saying that he's helping him become a better, you know, striker inside the box. So um, it looking really dangerous here. But how will they fare without him when they take on Bournemouth? Really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, they may not knock in four goals but uh, they'll still probably get at least two or three and take all three points i imagine no risk for a champions league hangover i'm sorry elliot like my head just exploded they they may not knock in four goals did you see them did you see them last week against a really good manchester united team well yeah okay uh, I'm, but i still think that yeah, uh, I, I I don't I don't see him scoring four. I mean, I I, I I have a lot of respect for this Bournemouth side, and I I mean, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm still picking City here. But my the the thing that I find interesting is my question to you guys is, you know, when when do we have to admit to ourselves that okay, Pep Guardiola is finding that success in the Premier League because we. We spoke at the beginning of this. I admitted it to myself, and uh, I, I hate it, and I admit it to myself. <laughs> I, I swung and missed on that one. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, it is it is a tough league, but he's he has quickly turned City into, you know, a, a, a fantastic team that looks, uh, you know, it's too early to say for sure, but they look like title favorites at this point. Granted, you know, they've really only had that one test at Old Trafford, but. Yeah. He, Pep hadn't beaten Borussia Mönchengladbach. He hadn't beaten them in like the last four times he played them. So that's with Bayern Munich, and they blew the doors off of them mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how uh, things go around Christmas there, because that's something he's not used to. Yeah, yeah I mean, very true. Yeah, I, I, I was res- maybe I'm being a little bit hasty because I reserve the right to say, as I like to say, you know, 
when when Chelsea used to start off the season winning game six nothing, and I used to say, look, if you're going to declare the title race over before Columbus Day, uh, something's wrong with you. You can't do that. And it's easy to do it when the weather's nice and and everything. It's a lot harder when it starts to get um, colder. You know, your South American players or your other European players, they're not used to the to the cold and the rain. Your South American players have three months of one week a year flying back, one week a month flying back to South America and flying all over that continent and then coming back. You know, after three months, that starts to wear on you. And when and finally, when international breaks are over, the Premier League goes, oh, great, you have eight games in the next, like, five weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very tough schedule. Uh, do you th- he's never had to deal with that. And I, I do think that's the one area where Jose can one-up him. Jose Mourinho is used to this league. But, by God, right now, like... They're just they're playing unbelievable, and they haven't put together a full ninety minutes yet. You know they were up three 0 on West Ham, like in the blink of an eye. They took a two 0 lead over United so quickly. If they put together a full ninety minutes of this, they could hit eight. They could put eight in. And yes, I respect Bournemouth too, but we've seen teams like Bournemouth, like Burnley, um, just other small teams. They keep it close when they play at home, and then they go to the old Traffords and the Etihads and the Emirates and Stamford Bridge, and they get the doors blown off them. Uh, Elliot, do you think Jack Wilshere is going to get his first start here for Bournemouth? I would be shocked if he didn't. Um, I mean, you know, in terms of in terms of the Bournemouth side, again, as we've just been saying, I've got a lot of time for this team. I think that they've, you know, they're – just in just in staying up they've done well but you look at their squad and there's there's nobody else who has the big game experience that Jack Wilshire does and i'm not saying that Jack Wilshire has you know invariably been fantastic when he has been in those large fixtures but you know pl- playing against a team that's top of the league he's got a lot of i mean he has bags of experience and you know equally large luggage of talent and he's he's got to be in the starting 11 of this team i i mean i think that eddie howe you know maybe it was it, it was a prudent decision for him not to just throw jack immediately into the starting 11 both in terms of you know letting him settle into the side and also in terms of a statement about nobody has an automatic place in this team but okay you know you he he started on the bench last week. He's he's got to start on the field this week. I want to see Jordan Ib start doing it. Start doing something for them. Me too. This yeah. is a, this is this is a player. Not just that. Not just that. Uh, Bournemouth spent a lot of money on, but he's the guy that Jurgen Klopp was pretty high on. Mm-hmm. And and it's not that Liverpool weren't willing to sell him. It's you know they they paid a lot of money for him. Start start earning it because even if you stayed at Liverpool, you would be expected to deliver at this point. You know, you've been around for a while. Well, he's still only I, twenty. I, I know you're only twenty, but you're you know you're getting your chances right now. It's time to it's time to start showing something. We'll see how Bournemouth fare at the Etihad on Saturday. Then we got Hull newcomers. Hull they take on Arsenal at home. Arsenal. We they... just we just went just yes. one second. We just went that whole thing and. You know, you talk about Jack Wilshire in the in the middle of the field. You, we didn't even mention Kevin De Bruyne, who right now, oh, yeah. as for all the goals Sergio Aguero is scoring, Kevin De Bruyne is the player of the season. So f- after four games, 
I mean, that's talk about a guy running all over the field who's going to, he's going to continue to be a force and he's got goals in him. So yeah, I with, even without uh, Sergio Aguero, Bournemouth, they're going to be in trouble. It's going to be a leaky back for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Hull, they take on Arsenal, Arsenal coming off a one, one draw against Paris and Germain in the champions league. Elliot, did you like what you saw from your gunners in that match? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, and it was just that we were extremely lucky, extremely lucky in both of our last two matches, both to come away with all three points against Southampton in the league last weekend and to even nick a point off PSG in Paris. Now, in the abstract, you tell me, Arsenal play Arsenal open their Champions League campaign against Paris Saint-Germain in Paris and they leave with a point. I'll take that with both hands. I mean, I'm I'm happy with the point itself. I'm happy with the result. I'm not happy with the performance. I mean, I think that it is really telling that Ospina, our goalkeeper, was the man of the match in that one. And I mean, he, you know, he saved us a few times, but really it was Cavani who saved our bacon by just being terribly profligate in front of goal. Um, he was Olivier Giroud. Yeah, well, except that he scored a header. <laughs> so how much do you think the French are missing a certain Swede named Slatan? Oh, extremely. I was I was thinking about that when I was watching the game. Um, it's like... I know, Seb, your Zlatan love is maybe you know maybe a little a little bit rose tinted glasses, but at the same time, he's an amazing player. And if Zlatan Ibrahimovic had been at the top of that attack, Arsenal probably would have been pounded for four goals. Yeah, so, yes, of course they're rose tinted. I mean, it was the same thing when you know Hendrik Larsson played or when Freddie Youngberg yeah, played. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't get that many superstars, so we got to. If if if, <laughs> if they would have scored four goals, if they would have scored four goals with Zlatan as their striker, how many would they have scored with Marcus Rashford as their striker? Oh God, <laughs> those are there's no rose-colored glasses there either. No, yeah. not even a little bit. Okay. If, if I were an Arsenal fan, though, I would be livid at what Arsene Wenger did in this game. Yeah, yeah, livid. no, he got the team selection livid. You went out and spent how many? How much money did you spend on Granite Xhaka? Uh, Thirty-nine million, I think. Thirty-nine for million. games just like this one. This was the specific game that you bought him for. Okay, you're playing whole city this week. Like, if you needed to start him on the bench in one of these games, this game Hull is the game to start him on the bench. Not PSG. You bought him to play against PSG. You bought him because his long passing would would be able to prevent teams from pressing you right away. And it's a telling sign that this game completely changed when he brought in a natural striker to allow Alexis to go back to Alexis's natural position. And when he brought in Granit Xhaka. Now you you remember last year in the first, um, in the first group stage game, Olivier Giroud picked up a red card and the commentator picked up on it right at the end when he was kind of screaming about Marco Verratti's red card also that maybe Wenger doesn't trust Olivier Giroud in a game like this and that's why he didn't start. Okay. All right. You know, I could see why why Wenger might not trust him because if that was the case, he was justified in not trusting him because 
Giroud came on and still managed to pick up two yellows. Well, okay, Giroud's first yellow was legitimate. I mean, it was stupid. It was just like a yellow for obnoxious descent, and it's easily avoidable. But the the second yellow that got him and Verratti sent off, I I think that you know nine referees out of ten are just going to give them both a talking to and not card them. Granted, I'll, I'll say this: that he didn't get it completely wrong because getting it completely wrong would have been sending off one player or the other. So at least you know he was equitable in sending off both, but it was it was nothing that either player should have left the pitch for um but i don't know it is what it is and it it certainly is illustrative of exactly Giroud's kind of i mean he's no diego costa <laughs> but uh he does have a temper and i i think that he's a little hard done by in this in terms of getting sent off but i also think that he put himself in the position that a dodgy decision by the referee to give him a second yellow is all that it takes for him to have to walk because he got the first one totally of his own hot-headed accord. Yeah, I, I would just be... It, it, it was telling that when they put in the natural striker, it worked. And just I would, I'd just be so livid at Wenger for pretty... And Wenger kind of just said, like, oh, I'm punting this game away. Like... When you looked at the starting 11, it was as if he was like, well, shouldn't we at least try to like do something in this game instead of just say, hey, PSG, you're going to win because you're at home? And and that's why it was telling, and it was funny when they scored 42 seconds into the game. It was like, well, you asked for this Arsenal, and then Ospina ends up standing on his head. Cavani misses a bunch of sitters, and all of a sudden the second half is like, oh, look at that. We're in this game. Now I'm going to go for it? I Well, I don't know. I think that – I don't think that – he set up the team not going for it. I I just think that he has too much faith or I don't know, maybe he's been watching different games than the rest of us and still believes that Alexis Sanchez can play effectively as a central striker. He absolutely cannot. I mean, he's, he's I mean, if you're going to do that, Theo Walcott there. Yeah. Yes, actually Theo Walcott is a better central forward than Alexis Sanchez. Theo Walcott is not a better footballer than Alexis Sanchez, but he's better at that position. But Alexis always, he just, he drifts away and you don't have anybody at the top of the attack and, you know, you end up pressing and then there's, there's no one who is the apex of that formation to score goals. And, you know, say what you want about Olivier Giroud, but he is much better in his positioning as a central striker because he's a central striker. <laughs> I, if we see Alexis Sanchez start at the top of attack, in another Arsenal game this season, I'm going to throw something at my laptop or the TV. Well, probably not the TV because that'll get me thrown out of the bar. But it's just uh, he has no business fielding a team like that again. And uh, I I hope to God he doesn't do it, but who knows with that man. Mm, yeah, don't throw things, kids. Looking at Hull, though, <laughs> they, uh, they started off the season well. They took a 2-1 win over Leicester, and then they beat Swansea 2-0. Uh, they also beat Exeter in the EFL Cup, but then they suffered a loss to Manchester United, and then they got a draw last weekend against Burnley. So, yes, they're playing at home, but do they really have what it takes to even snag a point in this one? No, they're coming back down to earth. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, last year they went to the Emirates in the FA Cup, they got a no-mill draw, and you said, oh, now Arsenal, who were playing horrifically at the time, 
had to go to Hull where you thought Hull might have a chance and Arsenal blew the doors off them. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't... Yeah, even though they've gotten some players in now before the deadline and everything, they're not good enough. And we'll get to the scoring prediction later on, as I said. Moving on, Sunday, Watford, they take on Manchester United. United, they're playing today, Thursday, against Feyenoord in the Europa League, so we won't talk about that one. So, yeah, it's kind of hard not knowing what the result is for the game today when talking yeah, about but, the Yeah, weekend, it but it is hard... But they have but a lot the, of people missing from the game against exactly. Feyenoord. So you're 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 pretty much basing it off the city game. I yes. mean, Rooney's not traveling with the squad um, because, as Mourinho said, uh, it's because he wants him to be completely rested. I think that's partially true. I also think it's this way I can start the process of seeing how the team looks without Rooney. Yes, absolutely. And I, I like we've said before, you know, they need to start playing him more like they did with gigs and skulls towards their, you know, twilight. Because Rooney, even though he's not super old, he has a lot of miles in that body. Yeah, and if this was a case of... And, and I mean, Jose just came out today or yesterday or today, and he said the Europa League is going to hurt our title shot, which I can't stand him saying that. Uh, Europa League hurts hurts teams' chances at, at going for the title. If if you were that concerned about your players getting rest, you wouldn't have just left Rooney at home. You would have left Zlatan at home also. The reason he's bringing Zlatan, I think, is I I think Zlatan's going to start the game against Feyenoord, and he wants to see Zlatan and Rashford play together. So, yeah, is Rooney going to be back in the team on Sunday against Watford? Yeah, uh, they'll probably start somewhat similarly to the way they they played against City but it's that's that's the game you have to look at. I do think that he's going to let a lot of guys, you know, Paul Pogba I think will play against Feyenoord just so that he can get his mojo back. But again, this is Watford. This and this is what I what I've been saying is, you know, last year we struggled against these kind of teams. This year we'll we'll do just enough to get those those close wins. Well, I think confidence is going to be high in the Watford camp after that 4-2 turnaround against West Ham. That is true. But, again, you're playing Jose Mourinho, Manchester United side, who's going to you know, try to break your confidence as much as they can. Got a little baby whining here. Then we got Tottenham Sunderland. Uh, Tottenham, they got a 2-1, or they got, they suffered a 2-1 loss against Monaco in their Champions League opener. Uh, record crowd at Wembley, 85,011 people. But Pochettino said they lacked passion. That's got to be a very big concern for Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I mean, they're... Granted, it's it's early in the season, and they... You know they're they're still in no they're in fifth place they're one point off Manchester United, but I I mean it they're in some ways they're starting this campaign in a similar fashion to how they finished the last one and that should be hugely concerning for Spurs fans. It, that's it's exactly what what we said last show. When I said, "Okay, cool, you beat Stoke four 0 you beat Stoke four 0 last year, and then, and then you fell off the face of the earth. You couldn't play again. 
let me see you do something against another team, you know, before I get all behind you. And this was this was bad. They they go out there and they just they, they straight up laid an egg against against Monaco. And I don't think that the Wembley factor had to do with it. I just they just came out as if and just got overrun. Well, I mean, if anything, I, I feel like they should have been more motivated having so many people. Because, I mean, Monaco, they don't have any fans. Right. Well, that's just a small place. <laughs> yes. Right. I, yes, it is. I mean, my friend described it as the entire country is behind the ball right now. It's going to be yeah. hard for Spurs to break them down. Um, yeah. That, I mean, look, I, I didn't see the game because Fox, in, in their amazingness and their, their tremendous commitment to showing us soccer, decided not to make it available to most people in the United States. Um, and I was busy watching Christian Pulisic take Ligia Warsaw and just destroy them. My friend texted me. He said, dude, this atmosphere, like the whole thing is crazy. I had a friend who's actually in London for the week at Wembley who said, this is awesome. Like the atmosphere here is nuts. So I don't think it was the Wembley thing. They just, somehow they were egging on. They were, they had the support behind them and they just weren't ready. And, that's what it was. It's somehow they weren't ready. They fell behind. Then they, they conceded the second. And now Monaco just has to park the bus because, <laughs> let's be honest, if Spurs break them down twice and they get two goals, okay, you got two goals. Monaco walks out of there with a 2-2 draw. Monaco's happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did, you know, push things in the second half but were unable to find the equalizer. Although, taking on Sunderland, it's pretty nice bounce back game yes they have Sunderland been absolutely horrible yeah Sunderland were bad last week there's mm. no way to sugarcoat that yeah David Moyes having a lot of trouble despite signing what 10 players I think during the transfer like 10 play- a lot of United players though yes. who all managed to be on the bench last week except for Yanazai yeah. um that top four I think needs some work they have Yanazai who's trying to do things, but then he gets frustrated by the team's lack of everything. So he tries to do things <laughs> on his own. Uh, and who's the? They had that number fourteen, like that redhead who literally just puts his head down and runs straight at people. Yeah, like, Duncan right, Watmore. Try using your teammates, dude. And then you have Lyndon Gooch, who kind of just gets lost in there, but he could put a corner in. He could put a corner in much better than Michael Bradley can. So maybe if he ever gets called up to the U.S. team before Scotland gets him. Jurgen, knock knock, um, and then you have Jermaine Defoe who missed two sitters against Everton, and Jermaine Defoe missing against Everton is like very uncharacteristically Jermaine yeah, maybe Defoe. It's, maybe it's finally the beginning of the end for Jermaine Defoe. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, they were absolutely torn apart by Romelu Lukaku in that three nothing loss. So, Underrated how Jermaine Defoe went to the MLS and then was like, wait a minute, I still have, I can still score goals in England. Like, get, get me back there. <laughs> I can still get paid in England, yes. What am I yeah. doing here? Yep. Yeah, that's a nice swap for him. As they sent Josie Altidore the other way. So let's move into the scoring predictions. And uh, we'll just take it from the top and go down the list. Right now, Elliot, you're leading. You have 40 points. Polly, you're close in second there. 39 points, and I have 24 points. Yeah, maybe you should start uh, picking some scores right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's that been the big problem. So, Chelsea, Liverpool. Ooh, I think Diego Costa is not going to send off in this one, and he will score. So, 2-1 Chelsea. 
I'll do one better. 3-1, Chelsea. I'll go 3-2, Chelsea. Because Liverpool have goals in them, too. Oh. And then we got Hull taking on Arsenal. Yeah, Hull, they're not going to be up for this. Uh, 3 nothing Arsenal. Oh, God, I, I want you to be right, Seb. I... I mean, I do, I'm hoping that this is the game that we really put it together, but I'm not. I haven't seen enough to predict three goals again for Arsenal. I'm I'm going to say two nil Arsenal. No, this is the type of game where Giroud he's going to be fired up after getting sent off. He's going to get. He actually going to score two goals in this one. I think he's going to get. Two. Uh, Giroud, I know Giroud brace, huh? Hmm? I actually agree with both of you. I haven't seen enough to. Uh think Arsenal are going to score three goals, but I do think this is the game where they get it done. No one keeps clean sheets anymore. 3-1 Arsenal. <laughs> okay, how is that? Wait, I got to see how true that is, because the last match days... Last last week, a lot of teams kept clean yes, sheets. Exactly. <laughs> I convinced yeah. myself. I'm, gonna, I'm going with that's an aberration, yeah. and I'm going to keep riding that wave this week. This is not the Bundesliga. No, but uh, you or, know what, Seb? Guess who picked Dutch more League. correct scores than you? Yeah, I know, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, and they did not have clean sheets in them either, did they? Leicester, they take on Burnley. Leicester off to a rough start, but they did win 3-0 against Club Bruges in the Champions League, so I think that's going to lift their spirits a bit. Burnley away from home. I mean, Turf Moor, we know that that's a tough place to play, but at the King Power Stadium. Leicester City turning things on. Riyad Mahrez is back in form. 4-1. Whoa! Ooh. Whoa! Islam Slimani is going to net his first goal for the Foxes. Yes. Uh, hold on. I'm just checking to see how many goals Burnley scored recently, and the answer is not a lot. No. Um, They'll get one off a set piece. I'm just, is Leicester, like, is that the game that gets Leicester back? Or is Leicester just going to be like the Dortmund of two years ago where they kind of, eh, in, at, in the domest, domestically, they're, eh. I'm not going to say that they're going to be 17th in, at Christmas, but, like, eh, not the best domestically, but still kind of take care of business in the Champions League. No, I think so they'll I be mid-table, but I think these these are the type of games where they're going to take it handedly. Yeah, same. Well, that's why I'm, I'm going 2-0. Yeah, that was that's that's the score that jumped out at me. Uh, do I want to give Burnley a goal in this one? I mean, Schmeichel was pretty awful last week, but then he nah. played. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 with you on that one, Paul. I'm gonna go two nil also. All right, then, so I guess we know how that one's gonna end. Yeah, then we got that Manchester City Bournemouth game, Paulie. How many <laughs> goals are City gonna score in this one? <laughs> They'll score four, and Bournemouth will not score any. I'm going to go 3-0. Yeah. Oh, God. No. I think Bournemouth are really going to dig in defensively, but it's still not going to be enough, so three goals. It's not going to help them. (laughs) Uh, I... I'm scared picking the same as you, Seb. No, I'm going going 2-0. No, yeah, I'm going 2-0. Wow. Watch that. It's going to be a Liga Warsaw thrashing, and they're going to knock in six. Yeah. Yeah, we saw. I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, Ek Gundogan came back. Yes, we didn't even talk about that. Like, oh, boom! <laughs> Dude, poor Myth are dead. 
<laughs> they better hope for rain. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, another, another Etihad puddle to preclude mm-hmm. the match. <laughs> okay, then we got West Bromwich Albion taking on West Ham at the Hawthorns. West Ham did suffer that loss against Watford, but I think they're going to get things back on winning track. It's going to be a tough one, though, because we all know West Brom love to just sit back and bore you to death. One nothing West Ham on a set piece. Really going out on the limb there. Mm-hmm. Uh... Well, I mean, with the way that the West Ham defense looked against Watford, yeah, I'm going out on the limb. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I think this is going to be a draw. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Yep, that was exactly exactly what I was doing. So, congrats to both of you for getting the point. <laughs> and then late game on Saturday, that's Everton taking on Middlesbrough, and with Lukaku back scoring, oof, uh, Kuman, you know, started off well there with with Everton. Mm. Yeah, this is a tough. Yeah, one. this is a tough one. I still think Everton are going to come out on top, but. It might be more difficult than they think, so two to one. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I. It's it's. I mean, Everton are going to score goals. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to pick against them, but I'm still going to. I'm going to say two two draw. Oh. I like. I'm starting to buy into the Ronald Koeman Everton. And I like yeah. the fact that I like the fact that he that he took Jack uh, 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 Ross Barkley off at halftime last, made him the scapegoat, and said, "Look, you don't have a guaranteed place in the team. It's time for you to put up or shut up." Because Everton's had a lot of, "Hey, he's the next guy for mm-hmm. England," come up through the ranks, and most of them don't pan out. You know, like where's Jack Rodwell now? Yeah, they had Wayne Rooney, but like <laughs> Jack Rodwell is being mediocre at the Stadium of Light. Yeah. Every Jack Wayne Rooney was not a product of Everton so much as Everton were the lucky benefits of the fact that he loved Everton and wouldn't leave them, wouldn't leave their academy because every team in England wanted Wayne Rooney. Um, I'm gonna, so, but I like, I like the uh, the Ronald Coleman Everton, so we're going 3 1. Mm. Then Sunday, we kick things off early with Watford Manchester United. Don't think Watford are going to be that lucky again as they were against West Ham. A two-two-nothing win for Manchester United. That uh, I'm Seb. You make me nervous picking the same as you, but that sounds right to me. I think, man, you were going to bounce back after losing to City and take this two-nil. And I mean, they'll be um, fresh off a nice win against Feyenoord too. So, <laughs> for some reason, despite how well they're going to play against Feyenoord, we know Rain Rooney is probably coming back into the squad, and Marcus Rashford is probably ending up on the bench. It'll be frustrating. It'll be Jose Mourinho like, and it'll be one nil. I mean, depending on what Rashford does today against Feyenoord, I think he might actually keep the start. I think he might too. But do you know what I hate about this now? Like. Is, is I was telling Seb this last week, is now I start rooting for my predictions because this is a competition. 
and I want to beat you guys. And like when United take a one nil lead, I'm be like, all right, guys, stop scoring. Oh God, no, I would never do that. Yeah, that's why if I'm Arsenal so far behind. Depending on how I'll my Saturday in. goes, depending on how the Saturday slate goes, I'd be like, guys, I need the points. I need the points. Yeah. yeah. And if they score a second, I'm gonna be all right. You better score three now. Yeah. Okay, then we have Crystal Palace taking on bottom of the table Stoke. Stoke can't defend. Crystal Palace has finally found a goal scorer in Christian Benteke. 2-1 in Palace? I'm very conflicted on this one, but... Yeah, this is another... Wait, I've I'm, I'm not picked a draw yet. 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> well, going I... for a second goal for Stoke is... Yeah, that's is brave. pretty out yeah. on a limb. Because no. we know Stoke haven't really gotten things going yet and they're better than they're they're better than what they've been playing like and that's why i'm not gonna wait for stoke to turn it around before i start picking them i'm gonna think that they turn it around this week and they get the 2-1 win yeah i do not piggyback off me i well i'm not gonna pick (laughs) the same power of my brain child (laughs) i mean they're they are bottom of the table they're below sunderland yeah that is that They're is shocking. So when they they're, play a team like Crystal Palace, they have to win eventually. Yeah, they're they're way better than Sunderland. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm torn because they're. I mean, I've said this many times that they're chock full of talent, but they just haven't put it together yet. I I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Okay. Alrighty. Then Southampton, they've also been struggling. They're in 18th place right now. They host Swansea City. Hmm. Difficult one here. What did Swansea do last week again? 2-2 against Chelsea. Oh, oh right. Yeah, give me a... But that was lucky. Give me the Swans in a 2-1. Uh, in a 1-1 draw. Give me Swansea in a 1-1 draw. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, no, South, Southampton two to one. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. I can't pick too many scores, same as you said. That's I know a, that's that's a bad that's a bad thing to do. Yeah. Or or or, or, it, or if you feel like Seb's on a hot streak, it'll prevent him from catching up to you. Yes, get <laughs> hot. Or it helps me because you pick so many rights. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Next I, week I'll just I, pick all the same as Elliot. Already established, I think we've already established that your stink gets on us and we can't really carry yeah. you. <laughs> I, this one is hard to pick. I still think – I I think South, Southampton – I think the, the Saints get it done at home. Um, I, uh, one nil. Forrester keeps a clean sheet. No one keeps clean sheets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then last game, that's Tottenham taking on Sunderland. They're back at White Hart Lane. If that makes any difference, I don't know. Yeah, but I think it does. yeah, they'll they'll take care of Sunderland. They're they're going to be relegated. Yes. So so uh, I I think that we're probably all in agreement, even. Here we are, smack bang. I actually think this game has a chance for all three of us to hit, to pick the same score. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, think we're all fluctuating between two numbers, and we're we're all gonna pick the one in the middle. I'm gonna say it's it's either gonna be a total blowout, like a five nothing, or it's gonna be a three nothing. So I'm gonna go with four nothing. Uh, oh. three nothing. Three nothing is my choice. Yeah, I I, I thought we were all gonna go three nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we know how this one ends now. Yep. Because no. No, no one keeps queen sheets anymore, so three no. Harry Harry Kane. Oh yeah, this is the type of game. Well, he'll he'll love this. So maybe a hat trick. So no games on Monday. How do you feel about that? Do you rather have a Friday game than a Monday game? Yeah, Not, I'm busy on Friday. But... <laughs> I like it better because I, you know, it's like uh, coast into the weekend, go to the bar at noon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's only. Is it only noon? It's let's see. So it starts three. It's not okay. Just sleep a game on Friday, so like I don't really need the Premier League game on Friday. Mm-hmm. But you know, give me. I'll, I'll if you want to play a game, I'll watch it whenever you want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> they own a part of my brain. It's like the NFL owns Sundays. Like the Premier League owns parts of my brain. You want to play a game on a Tuesday afternoon? I'm I'm in. Well, I feel like the NFL they're just trying to take over the whole week now. Yeah, but. Uh, I mean, no, I'm watching tonight because Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Otherwise, yeah. I couldn't. You know, yeah. the Premier League. You want to play a Thursday afternoon game? I won't complain about Thursday football. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes with the, you know, all the TV rights and stuff. They might want to spread it out some more. Who knows? Who knows? So that will do it for uh, for this episode, Polly. How do you think the game is going to go in in the Netherlands, though? It kicks off here in just, what, a couple hours? It'll go fine. Like I said, I think Pogba's going to play. I think Zlatan and, and Rashford are going to play. Uh, Martial might play. Memphis Depay might play. Yes. In this one. Uh, Marcos Rojo's going to play, so that's going to be annoying. But, you know, it'll go fine. 2-0-ish. Two, two mm. Ish. Ish. Yeah, I'm, Ish I'm, meaning, I'm, like, it could be 1-0, it could be 8-0. Like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say that they're although Feyenoord they have had a good start to the season they have five straight wins, but yeah two nothing. It's the Dutch league. Yes, I, that's the thing. Yeah, to come up against some real defenders named Chris Smalling and probably De- Daily Blind. Oh, you you don't think thirty-six uh, year old Dirk Kite is gonna have a monster of a game? Oh wait, yeah. they have Dirk Kite. Yeah, is he? He's their captain. Yeah, he's their captain. He kills United. <laughs> Oh, my easy United killer. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three, two? No, two, two, two. I'm, I'm looking at two, two now. Dirk Cut's going to score two goals, and we're going to we're gonna start a Europe League with a, with a dud. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how things happen. We'll talk to you again after the weekend. As usual, you can talk to us via Twitter. I'm Seb Noren, calling people so I'm going to And Elliot is Pete's was better. And today's CK is the main Twitter handle for the second. And the world is left to wonder, how on earth did that happen?